0: Cabeza ombro, Pierre
1: e piede. Cabeça, cabeza, ombro, joelho
0: e She's made for
1: TV. She is, man. She's a natural. Look at her. <laughs> yeah, Gigi, tell him, Gigi. Tell him, Gigi.
0: Catch him, catch him, Gigi. Catch him, catch him, Gigi. What a way to start the Triple C and Schmo Show, huh, Triple C?
1: Oh man, this is the best way to start every morning. Honestly, you know, it's it's different now, Shmo. Uh-huh. It's different now when you're a daddy. Uh-huh. The love, uh-huh. the priorities, the diapers, the all of the above. Uh-huh. But that being said, Shmo, let's get this bar rolling because time uh-huh. is money, and money is time. We
0: go from UFC 274 to this. Now you're trying to go back to UFC 274. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, man. What a life. <laughs> she's made for this. You're made for this.
1: Yeah, you Not wha- even a year old, and
0: she's made for this.
1: Yeah, tell him, Judy. Tell him. Tell him, Judy. Cabisa. Cabisa. Ombro Ombre, jewelry, piet. Yeah, she's not gonna let like hold That mic. you thought Triple C could ball hog? No, Mike, she's got a grip. She's got a grip.
0: She's ready for action. Well, Triple C, here we are. This is where the schmo's gonna start. Let's roll this clip.
1: All right, this so is what you're gonna do. Man, you know, this is this is the hooks game. So right here, I have a shot full of to kill you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So as you continue, to, as as you get the hook inside the, as you get the ring inside the hook, you're gonna advance. So every time you make it in there, you advance. So by the time I get X amount, you know, I get off the board. You know, right, go. you're you 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 gonna take that shot, dude. Bring, Bring that shit. Can you know I can we play so, for the Olympic gold medal? So you're pretty, I don't know about all that. Let's play with that Olympic gold medal. <laughs> you know, I lost. Alright, ready? Let's go. <laughs> I just got this today too. That's oh, come on. Come on. You're dude. not supposed to do it like that, Al said. It's on It's on the touch, dude. There's two, baby. Come on, DC dude. Wait. Who's who's the greatest double channel? That's three now? Wait. Take that shot. <laughs> Bro. Take that shot. Take it. Oh <laughs> There you have it now. You guys stay tuned. Hooks, baby, we take it <laughs> you over. You actually gonna make a game that you know you gonna win it. You
0: have the enemy. In the house, you invited him over. You beat the schmo to doing it with you. To give it to DC, shout out to him, Hall of Famer, well deserved, by the way. Shout out to you, DC, you deserve that. But you had L. jermaine Sterling there playing that game.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it was. A, it's a game that I'm uh, that I'm actually gonna be. Uh, if everything goes right, I'm gonna be part owner of it. So it's a game called Hooks, and what you do is you put that ring inside, you know, inside of this hook. So it's like in a T shape. So as you swing it. It's pretty cool, man, because it's a show that 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 you know that helps build relationships with people. So whether it's a drinking game, whatever it is, I had a chance to play with DC, and as you can see there, I'm taking him out.
0: And what's the relationship you built with Aljamain Sterling?
1: Oh, Aljamain uh, Sterling is still Aljamain. That doesn't change. You know what I'm saying? So it's a strictly business. Like I still plan on burying the dude, and uh, it doesn't change, man. I can be nice to you, but when you, but when you lock that cage, man. He's in trouble.
0: So you firmly believe you're going to be fighting this man? You invited him over? I'm not going to go as far and say you broke bread with him. Maybe you did. Maybe a glass or two of fine wine. But uh, he's enemy. You're going to be fighting this guy? By the way, you could hold this too, by the way. I
1: mean, you know what? Shmo, we, I probably did. I probably did more than probably what I should have. But all this stuff happened in the split decision. Like it was just all of a sudden Ali talked to, I'm sorry, Cormier talked to Ali. And then they're like, oh, let's do, a, let's do a video. And then I was like, no, no, no. Bring, bring him over. You know, do a FaceTime. So then DC, oh man, I would love that. He started like kind of hyping it up, and then two hours later, the dude was at my house, sitting on this couch, which I had to disinfect.
0: Oh, of course, they certainly do. And uh, welcome back to the Triple C and Schmo Show. I'm the Schmo, Olympic gold medalist, the champ, champ, on his comeback twice now tested by USADA, Henry Cejudo.
1: Yeah, it sucks, Shmo. They came in, they came in, oh man, I had the, yesterday must have been like the busiest day of my life, did not even lie. I didn't sleep good. I trained here with the Dan Iga here in the back of my house. He pretty much got sunburned, and then we happened to order, we happened to, we happened to get a, we happened to order fettuccine Alfredo, and then 30 minutes later, dude, I had to get ready and try to sleep and then go to the autograph session for two damn hours I was signing autographs, man. And then the fights, and then an after party out there. Anyways, that shit was hard. Well, welcome to living. By the way, fettuccine
0: Alfredo. Come back. Diet on point. Say. uh, The schmo just came from Michael Chandler's place. We can't touch our phone, by the way, because you took our phone into the bathroom to talk to our producer and go over notes before we started. But uh, the schmo was just with Iron Michael Chandler, who Dana White said yesterday in the post fight press conference the most vicious knockout he's ever seen. And uh, yeah. But before we get to Chandler, let's talk about a gold medal moment right here. Let's talk about the champions. Let's talk about Charles Oliveira, and we'll get to Rose and Carlos Sparza as well. Yeah. Let's talk
1: Oliveira and Gaetje. I am so. No, no, okay, 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 okay. So, so. Yeah, there's no way we could ever give that fight to, that gold medal moment to Carlos Barza and uh, Rose Namibu because that was absolutely terrible. It reminded me of like two people trying to do capoeira where they literally weren't hitting each other. The worst fight in UFC history, not even a championship fight, the worst fight in UFC history. What
0: about the OSP fight in Shogun? That was boring, but we're forgetting about
1: how boring that was because of this championship fight. No, of course. But at least OSP was kicking his stomach. At least Shogun was doing something. But the problem, Shmo, is when you respect your opponent too much, dude, like you don't put respect on your name.
0: You think Rose respected Carla too much there, Triple C?
1: Yes, yes. And like I said before, man, like with Whaley coming in and and, and her, she's going to be moving out to Arizona, man. So with her coming out here and then being at Fight Ready full time, man, you can put anybody in front of that girl. I promise you, man, her wrestling's going to get better because I only dealt with her for seven weeks. I imposed my philosophy, my training regiments with her. And I think it's just a matter of time before you know you are going to be hearing and you from Jean Weili because the winner of Joanna and uh, and uh, Wei-li needs to fight for the championship. Rose, you, you just you just don't deserve a rematch like that. That was so horrible, dude. You can't do that to you. Got, you can't do that to my fans in Phoenix. I brought my wife over there; she was excited to see it. And and yeah, for what?
0: Well, uh, Dana White did confirm number one contender fight would be Weili, Joanna too. Well deserved, we understand it. It's an interesting situation, but let's talk about the championship that wasn't a championship because there's a vacancy and the lightweight strap because Charles Oliveira in the whole scale situation, 155.5, the Schmo caught up with John Anik that day. We talked about it. There seemed to have been some sort of commute, confusion the night before with the calibrations and it wasn't fixed till the same day, 6 a.m., Interesting situation, never seen it before. First time in UFC history, champion doesn't make weight, so he beats Gaethje. And uh, what's your overall thoughts
1: on it all? Um, I, I think I think he's a big boy. If you see Charles De Bronx, he's 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 a big boy for 155 pounds. You know, I think I think he might have one fight left at 155 pounds, and I think he goes up. I think when your body just wants to shit down, especially for a championship fight, you know he's dedicated. You know he's doing things right. There just comes a point, like even when I was making fly with you it was just absolutely miserable. doesn't matter how good your diet was. It, it's just tough, and I think uh, as you get older, do you want to enjoy the sport more. It's the same reason why I, I wouldn't mind going to 145 pounds because I feel like the crack and the sting would be there for me too
0: you got the dad bod strength now, too, especially with the Fettuccine Alfredo. But Dubronx used to fight at 145 and going up to 155. Imagine that. 145, 155, you're suggesting 170. But anyways.
1: Honestly, I think 170 would be perfect for him. I really do.
0: But he's been killing, not killing, but he's been beating all the killers. He's been just destructing them. Look at what he's done. I'm going to say his name. I'm going to say what he did to Kevin Lee. I'm going to say what he just did to Tony Ferguson. I'm going to say what he's done to Dustin Poirier, now to Justin Gaethje. It's super impressive, this no, guy, Charles there. No, oh,
1: Undeniable. No, heck. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah, he is, man. He's a future Hall of Famer. Most submissions in UFC history? Yes.
0: Most bonuses, I believe, in UFC history? I believe it's the most
1: finishes and most submission victories. Is those two yeah, for sure. Uh, he, he's special, but the guy that, that you really got to test him with and who's next for him has to be Islam. If the UFC wants to do what's right, it's not his fault that Darius got hurt or whatever. Well, let's say this, though.
0: Uh, the schmo asked
1: Michael Chandler... And we've seen him before.
0: He asked Michael Chandler who's most deserving in the post-fight press conference. And Benil makes a compelling argument. Seven-fight win streak. At least he's beaten someone in the top ten. That's saying who deserves what here. But Dana White did say he wanted to see the rematch between Dariush and Islam. Joe Rogan's trying to talk him out of it to get Islam to fight Charles Oliveira. But you're you're advocating for a guy who's never fought someone in the top ten to get a
1: title shot? Yeah, because people have been dodging him. Because nobody it, wants, true, nobody wants to fight Islam, and that's not his fault. I mean, he's he's tried to fight the top contenders, and they all kind of tend to back out. The only thing I will say about Islam that kind of upsets me a little bit is the fact what happened with Rafael dos Anjos. Like, I mean, don't throw his name out there if you're really not gonna if you're really not gonna fight him. And I'm super impressed with Rafael Dos Santos. That dude is so good. But they even talk about Alexander going up 255 pounds. And I'm just like, man, Alexander Volkanovski wouldn't beat any of those top fivers. He wouldn't get past... Uh he wouldn't get past uh, Dos Anos. He wouldn't get past Islam. He wouldn't get past a lot of these dudes. So I just think I just think, it's, I just think there's a lot of talent at 155. But I do feel like Islam should be next for that title.
0: Well, the Shmoke can say with confidence. Had Islam Makachev stepped up to fight RDA, it wasn't a situation you know, like we just saw. I mean, he, he beat Bobby Green. That's who he beat. And that would be the last fight before getting a title fight. But if he would have stepped up and fought RDA, undeniable. Islam Makachev. Put the resume out there. He's deserving to fight next to the title. Just don't want to overthrow Benil Dariusha. It's a situation you can't control. Yeah.
1: Come on, man. No, of course. And this is what I will say about like Russian fighters is like their 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 journey to them is like important. Their name, their stature, their the perfection is 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 golden to them. You know what I'm saying? And, and I just don't. I just think they take every fight very personal, and they typically don't take you know last minute fights and things like that so Izan should have probably never opened his mouth for that reason he may not get the next title shot wow even though he does even though in my eyes he should be next because Khabib is right 10 fight win streak versus an 11 fight win streak you know, with the whole Khabib thing, the Khabib's prodigy. I mean, there's a story there. Winner of that fight fights McGregor. Well, let's get
0: to McGregor, and let's talk about the silver medal moment. Let's uh, let's do this right here. It's going to be...
1: This is a, this is a, it, a silver it, smoke. It, it's
0: it's not makeup. silver, but we're pretending. Of course we're pretending. It's the only other medal we have. What is this one, by the way? Uh, it's... I don't know. I think I won Nationals or something. Yeah, so we got... It's good. We're going to call it silver, by the way. It is... the. Leading candidate for knockout of the year. That front kick knockout from Iron Michael Chandler over Tony Ferguson. And then he gets on the mic. Not sure what was better in the schmoment watching live. The front kick or the promo at the end. He even calls out Conor McGregor, 170 pounds. He wants the rematch from the winner of Gageo and Oliveira. And then that means it's a rematch for Oliveira. So with that said, what's next for Michael Chandler? And let's get to Conor McGregor because also Oliveira called him out. Chandler called him out. We could talk about McGregor, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, dude. The, the, the problem is, is Chandler had a shot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even though he had that good, vicious knockout, he lost to Gaethje his his, his, his fight before. You know, that's that's just the way I see it, schmo. So um, there, there's a lot, man. And I think at the end of the day, man, the golden rule, man. The guy with the gold makes the rules. And uh, no one's
0: got the gold technically.
1: No, but what I'm talking about, Dana White has the gold. You know what I'm saying?
0: Well, there is a lightweight champion. The, the the champion is ah the schmo is getting this wrong. Let's do this right. Let's do him due diligence. The champion has a name, and his name is Charles Oliveira. We heard that on repeat this past weekend, and he didn't technically lose the belt. Semantics, whatever. I not an advocate of missing weight, but uh, there's a vacancy here. Anything can happen. Conor McGregor, because of this situation, he's the one who benefited the most. Money sells, pay-per-views, all that stuff. There's no one clear-cut deserving. You're saying it's Islam. If he fights Benil, that's gonna leave time. It's just a lot of craziness.
1: Yeah, it is. It's ridiculous, but they, they gotta do something. And Charles de Bronx he's been fighting everybody, and he's been fighting period periodically. So I respect that. But going back to the weight cut with Charles de Bronx, this is his fifth time missing weight. You know what I'm saying? Like what happens? What what happens, Shmo? Because it's happened to me. I missed weight three times, man. What happens when you miss weight, man? your body hits a certain point and it starts to have like those contractions mm. where you start feeling like the numbing of your feet like your hands like it's shocking like like your intestines cramping like it's people don't know this, but this shit's bad. Well, but what about the fact
0: that let's say you go down and let's say the scales off by a pound or two, right? Yeah. You go down the night before and it's three pounds and then um, it's one pound and then you wake up the morning, it's three pounds. The,
1: the adrenaline dump, the cortisol going up. It won't allow you to sweat. You get nervous, man. You start freaking out. That could play a factor too. It could, man, and that's that's like to me, that's like ironic, man. Like if if that is what happened, dude, then you gotta free, then you gotta free Charles Oliveira, man, because a half a pound, guys, is a lot of fuck, is a lot of weight, a lot of weight. It's not the point five. It's what do you gotta do to strip down that point five? People cut their hairs. People, I've heard of people trying to get their colon cleansed, like a bunch of X, Y, and Z, stuff that you have to do in order for you to cut the weight. So I think Charles LeBron, I think he has maybe one more fight in there, he has to be as strict as he possibly can, and then maybe, and then challenge. And then I think he has the ability to go cool up to 170 pounds and, and, and have a better probability against the Kamaru Usman than, than Alexander Volkanovski going up to 55.
0: Let me challenge you with this question. Uh, one question right here. Who does he have a better chance against winning, Charles Oliveira, Usman at 170 or Makachev at 155?
1: Yeah, Makachev because of because of the weight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Usman's a big dude. Well, just testing you with that question. Yeah, no, it's my uh Kamaru's a big dude and keep in mind though too, man, anybody that comes from the wrestling school and has wrestled at the training center, there's a high level of wrestling man that is that is brought forth to the table that's that's vicious. Like they understand the grind, so he's bigger, he's taller, and uh that's the way I see it. Okay. He, he, what, he definitely has a better chance with this one. Let's wrap up silver medal on this.
0: Who should Michael Chandler be fighting next?
1: I think Mike. I think Michael Chandler should fight. that's a good one. Name name, name some of the problems.
0: Dustin Poirier is potential right there.
1: Exactly, Dustin Poirier. That's useful. or Conor McGregor at one seventy. No, I, I I think I think I think Conor's I think Conor needs a bigger name than Michael Chandler. I really do. You know, I, I think I think uh, I think I think Connor McGregor could have the opportunity and the ability to fight for a belt at fifty five and seventy. Oh, well. and these guys are calling him out. They are. And to be I know when I was a champion I had my belts. I called out freaking Jose Baldo and I got him. After he got done, I was like, you know what, you better stay in line, Dominic Cruz. I, I got Dominic Cruz, like you know what I mean? We hear you triple it's, C. It's, it's, it's the leverage that the champion has and especially if you're able to create that storyline with the UFC is what's going to more likely give it to you. Let's go to
0: the bronze medal moment. Uh, the Schmoe's out of medals here. He's got them. There's two, three. Uh, Canelo Alvarez. He went up a weight. He lost, man. No risk it for the biscuit. Or you got to risk it for the biscuit. No biscuit indeed. But uh, Canelo Alvarez, 115 to 113. It was not that close. To, the schmo thought it would be when we saw the highlights because we're watching UFC. We were both there in person. But uh, we thought, uh, and everyone was saying, it was a lot of more disparity, man. Canelo. Loses.
1: Yeah, but do you? So, what did, what did you think Did Canelo lose, or do you, you think Bevo beat him by a higher higher score, like a 118-110. Oh, damn, like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to rewatch that fight. Actually, I was at the UFC fight, so I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I didn't watch it. But... We both didn't watch it. We're both but, at the UFC fight, but I did see the highlights. Highlights and the highlights. It seemed like it seems like Bevo his his composure and his defense is the one on that fight because if you don't open up with Canelo man you can stretch him out for 12 rounds but once you start fighting him you start to exchange it's uh that's when Canelo kind of gets off
0: and now Bivol needs to go down to 168 and uh challenge Canelo there for his belts man only right let's go
1: I don't I don't think I don't think he can make 168 Let's see it Did he did he say that? I don't know it just came off the top of the schnogan I like that but the one thing is for sure that I will tell you about Canelo and I saw this with the Triple G fight 1 I feel like he lost that first fight it was a draw whatever he came back that second fight, and he handled Triple G. So what I'm saying is Canelo has the ability to make these adjustments and find the right you know, tactical game plan to beat this dude. So I still have faith on Canelo, and I think Canelo will come back in and, 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 and right that wrong.
0: And fight who? The guy you called out to train last week, Jake Paul? Three years from now, Jake Paul beats that guy? That's what he says, man. Puts it on his mother's life, he said.
1: <laughs> he, must, he must not like his mother. But no, I'm talking about. Uh, I think he comes back and beats uh, B- uh, Bivo. I, th- I think I think we're probably six months away from seeing him fight. If not more likely, you'll probably see Canelo fight in September for Mexican Independence Day.
0: That's right, man. He's a legend, just like them all. Let's go to this weekend's top moment. Got to go to the raw dog, Brandon Roydell. Always an exciting fight for the guy. Number six guy beats Pat Schnell. Then he's calling for a title shot. Maybe he needs one or two more wins away for that. Interesting situation there. But raw dog Roy Vell, you thought he was going to lose it. You got Schnell going for the guillotine. Then he's the one who ends up getting the guillotine. Outstanding stuff. 50K bonus to him. He gets the top schmoment of this past weekend, UFC 274.
1: Yeah, Brandon's sneaky, man. Brandon's really, really sneaky. I thought even when he fought Moreno, I thought Brandon was doing a really good job before he dislocated his shoulder. I thought he was winning that fight, honestly. And uh yeah, he's 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 about a couple fights away from fighting the title. I think I think more like he probably needs to fight Kara Kara France or he needs to fight Alexander Pantoja. And I'll be honest with you man, I don't think he beats either one of those dudes. I think Pantoja already beat him actually. And I don't think he uh and I like to see him in Kai kara France.
0: Well, way to poop on the schmoment right there. We're just talking about the 50 Gs, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Enjoy it. broad dog, man. I tell
1: you what, man. He gave a good promo. I mean, that's what it's all about. Some of these fighters are starting to get it now that it's all about what you say after you win.
0: That's right, Triple C. Now, that wraps up a great edition of the Triple C and Schmo Show in person the day after UFC 274. There it is. Make sure you subscribe, you watch, you listen wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, what do you got to say, Triple C?
1: I just want to say, man, happy Mother's Day to all the mamas as a single, coming from a single parent home. It's been absolutely awesome getting a chance to celebrate Mother's Day with my, you know, with my wife here, my baby. It's, uh, it's special, man, you know. And we're working on this Sunday. How about that, Schmo?
0: We're always working, Triple C.
1: We've got to bring the content to the people. This has to come
0: out on Monday. What's your name? I am Triple C. I am the Schmo. We always deliver. And we are Wow.